When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Some sort of introduction. I don't even know if I can follow after that song, but he is here, one of the best to join our program on a regular basis, the voice of basketball in New Zealand, the absolute GOAT, Andrew Mulligan. Mully, happy new year. Thank you so much for joining us on our program. Um, I've got no idea, so tell us what the context is of that song that producer Logan has just played. <laughs> I couldn't quite hear it, to be honest. What, what, you have to get Logan to explain it because uh, it was a little muffled in my ears. I apologise. That was the theme song for Hang Time, which was a, a little show that used to air in the <laughs> 90s after school, all about high school basketball. Yes. It was. That was that's, oh, yes. Great, great memory, Logan. Good stuff. I like that. Did they have Mark Curry in it? I know it had uh, the, that- the guy from Blacked. The guy from Blacked is in it. Blackish, blackish, oh, yeah, nice. yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I like it. Here we go. There you go, he, Kurt. He, he's so clever, isn't he, Logan? Good work, Logan. Yeah, hey, hey, Molly, before we get into like some actual basketball breakers chat, we've been asking everyone today, and we want to hear from you as well. In 2024, it's a big year. There's always so much going on. It's an Olympic year. There's World Cups going on. For you, what is on your sporting wish list? What would you like to see happen in 2024? Is it breakers related? Is it basketball related? Is it some sort of other sport? Fill us in. Yeah, I'd love to see uh, either... I'd love to see the Tall Blacks qualify for the Olympics. They've got um, a really tough pre-Olympic qualifying tournament that they've got to play against some high-quality opposition uh, for, like, basically just a handful of spots remain. Um, I'm just really looking forward to the Olympics. I love the fact that when the, the Olympics, it's, it stops, it actually stops the country. Mm. Like, it genuinely creeps up on people. And when it begins, everyone's like, oh, did you see the high jump? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was watching the synchronized swimming on Sky Sport <laughs> Channel 47. <laughs> and I, I was enthralled. Did you see the Belarusians? <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. I love that kind of stuff. That's, that's what I love about it because people embrace the, not so much the quirky or the weird sports, but the stuff you just don't see. Like, you, you'll find yourself engrossed in handball um, if, you, if you're not careful. The handball's great. I love the handball, and I wouldn't watch it at any yeah. other time uh, of year, but I watch it at the Olympics. Um, just on the Tall Blacks, so they can still qualify. So what does their run look like, and um, how long do they have? Like, at what point could we know that they've qualified for the Olympics? Oh, it is like, it, honestly, it is just a few, ha- like a handful of days, really, um, before they uh, before the Olympics start, because... Uh, they have to get through. Um, I'm just trying to re- remember off the top of my head, so I've Googled it. 
um, they have to go through teams like I'm going to have to um, you put me on the spot here. I apologise, but basically no, I'm, I'm um, sorry. Don't you apologise? No, there's a there's there's a, there's there's a number of pre-qualifying tournaments that happen and. They have to finish uh, at the top of that pool. They have to be one of the 24 teams that go to the Olympics. Um, and they're 22nd in the world rankings. And because of their placed in the Asia-Oceania region, they're basically second to Australia. But they have to fight through the likes of Iran, who can be strong at home. There's China. There's Japan's always a problem. And so there's, I think there's probably three or four off the top of my head pre-Olympic qualifying tournaments to get those last remaining spots. Um, and it's going to be very, very challenging for them. But this is what the Tall Blacks do. They, they, they put themselves through immense pressure in, against some of the best competition day in, day out to get themselves ready uh, for these games. And they, they did it in the World Cup last year as well. They, they unfortunately had a bit of a dip against Mexico, which would have helped their cause. But then they go and win an important game after that in the World Cup, and that's put them in this position where they can qualify for the Olympics now. That's brilliant information. I'm sorry for putting you on the spot, and thank you for coming up no, for us. I never knew where we were going to go with the chat. Uh, we are going to talk breakers as well, though, Molly. Um, so let's bring it back close to home, our boys, and what they've achieved over the last couple of weeks. Obviously, some people are at batches, and they don't have access to television and, and, and media. So give us a rundown over the last couple of weeks for the breakers. They went on a really hot run, four-game win streak, um, but we're upset on the weekend. Yeah, they were, and it was it was great to see that it was their biggest home crowd of the season, which is a strange one considering everyone in Auckland basically leaves. Um, <laughs> yeah. And if you if you start if you start work today, um, I don't know about going to a four pm basketball game yeah. um, to end your holiday, but a lot of people did, and you know some people still probably will be on holiday at the moment. But it was great to see a great crowd get in there. And it was an excellent game of basketball. Um, there are a lot of foul shots by Perth last night, the Perth Wildcats. But um, you know what? They're the masters of their own demise when it came to that. And that's pretty much what Modi Moore said post-game. Um, they let a lesson. Um, they let themselves down offensively. Um, there are a lot of stuff that went on that you just... Modi had his hands up in the air. Um, he was incredulous at some of the shots that his team was taking. Um, and they just got beaten by a team that has one of the great players, one of the great imports in the modern NBL era. I mean, this is, I think this is the 45th or 46th of the NBL season. And over the last 10, 15 years, Bryce Cotton uh, has been amongst the best, if not the best import to play in Australia. Anytime that an import comes back season after season, uh, speaks volumes of, um, about the character and what he likes about the league. Mm -hmm. So he really put on a clinic from the free throw line, just getting there. He's not the biggest guard in the league. Um, there's a few guys who are around about his size, but he has still got spring in those legs. And John, really, the Perth Wildcats coach, did a great job of where they were sort of bottoming out. Um, we're in round 14, just completed. And round five, they were just a bit of a hot mess. And they made some changes. It's always hard to bench an import and tell him that he has to come off the bench, but that's what he did to Jordan Usher. And they just made some they shortened things up in the rotation, and they just did such a great job of finding role players to join Bryce Cotton. And it was, it's been a handful of play, players. It's been Doodle. It's been Ty Webster like it was last night in the second half. Um, it's been Jesse Wagstaff, the Wildcats veteran, who's been there um, day in, day out, it feels like, for the last 15 years. So the Wildcats are a championship contending team, that is for sure. 
the Breakers have to play Melbourne United on Friday in Taranaki and New Plymouth. And that will be a tough assignment because the Melbourne United team, they're 7-2 and two on the road here in the NBL. Yeah, Miles, we all both know that uh, a trip from Melbourne to Taranaki is not going to be easy, though. Uh, one, would, one would have to think. Uh, but, mate, what is it? Curse mentioned we've all been at our batches and before we left, the, the breakers were struggling along. What's been the, uh, what's been the catalyst for the change around in fortunes up until uh, the most recent one? Well, I think the, the main thing is, guys, is that they've had pretty much almost all their roster back healthy except for Finn Delaney. And there was a trainee, Modi Moore, was saying that um, before Christmas, he was saying that they finally had everyone on the floor. They had Zylan Cheatham training again, the import. They had Will McDowell-White training. Um, everyone was there. And honestly, like the last 21 seconds of the final play of the final scrimmage of the training, Finn Delaney had his calf go. And it was just a deflating moment in the words of Modi Moore. But as a result, everybody was on the same page. Everybody was humming. Everybody was playing well. And to be honest, they've gone through injury crises before in the season. Um, guys have gone down, important role players, important um, superstars have gone down, like Cheatham, like Will McDowell-White. And they've, they've been resilient. So I think the attitude and the belief and the ability to bounce back after some setbacks and having to play in their NBA preseason games that just sort of disjointed their start to the season, they really strung together four, four quality wins. Wins on the road, wins beating Sydney, even though Sydney are a bit of a hot mess at the moment. But they've just started to click. And I think last night in Spark Arena, it was a wake-up call. And if they want to be in that top echelon of the table, not just be in the top echelon of the table of, of, of the NBL, but just contending with those top teams, Perth and Melbourne are those top teams right now. And they're going to be a real handful. And they, they're getting a good look at what championship basketball is going to be again. And that starts next, next month. And it starts on Friday night in Taranaki against United. Yeah, so how do you think the next month plays out for us, Molly? How does our season finish if we're casting a crystal ball now? Yeah, it's going to be, there's going to be some important games because as we saw like last night, um, Brisbane, they beat uh, Sydney in Sydney yeah. and Brisbane have been a little bit indifferent as well. So that Breakers had that latter situation where it's compounding when they lose a game at home to Perth and then they watch an opposition team who's just below them win and they get catapulted into the top six, into those playoff spots. That means that you know, every game is super important, but you actually have to start looking at the way that other teams around you are playing. Illawarra, um, they made a coaching change, and they've been hot. They've strung some wins together. I mean, the Breakers were fifth, now they're eighth. They've got a lot of um, games that are coming up on the, on, the, on the road that are going to be in tough environments. You know, they've got Melbourne, but then they have to go and play Sydney in Sydney on Sunday. And Sydney, thankfully, have been leaking points. Um, there's a really great stat that um, basketball um, analytic nerds love to use where it's how many points a team concedes per 100 possessions, which you're not going to get 100 possessions in a game. So it just smooths everything out and it gives an indication of how they're tracking across games. Sydney conceding 120 points per 100 possessions. Now, in a 40-minute game, that is horrendous defense. So that's a good sign for the breakers come Sunday. But then they, they'll play Southeast Melbourne Phoenix and they've been on a slide. They host them. Then they host Tasmania, who are a tough defensive team, but then they have to play Illawarra after that. And so these are really, these are teams who are starting to be as desperate as the Breakers. 
So it's going to be a case of can they reintegrate Finn Delaney back into their rotation and, and get him back healthy after they're having that calf complaint. And then they have to start giving Will McDowell White the ball a little bit more. He's just he's not 100%. He's getting through some niggles. He had a sore shoulder, just a bit of a stinger. But it just affects his ability to, to feel the game and get in a rhythm. And he's not getting the ball in his hands as much as he did last season, even though Barry Brown would finish games for the breakers. Parker Jackson Cartwright has the ball a lot. Anthony Lamb has the ball a lot in isolation uh, as the shot clock winds down. Will McDowell-White, I feel as though he needs to have the ball um, a lot more in his hands. And how Will McDowell-White goes, I think the breakers will go. We love the passion and enthusiasm towards the game of basketball from you, Mally. You're always so brilliant. One last thing from me, and I hope I'm not putting you on the spot again, but I just saw something. LeBron James, 21 years in the NBA. Like, that is seriously outrageous, right? Has has anyone been in the NBA longer? Has anyone played more than 21 seasons? Uh, I'm going to say years. Yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played around about the same amount of years. Um, such a of long time. He, he, it is incredible. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, obviously um, one of the greats of all time, recently just lost his scoring title to LeBron James last um, earlier this year or last last excuse me last year, um, which is an incredible feat. LeBron James, he just honestly, I don't know if you've seen the social club just dunked on Paul George in the Clippers Lakers game that's happening at the moment. Ridiculous. Um, it is ridiculous, yeah. Uh, I'd have to get back to you about how long Kareem played, but I'm pretty sure LeBron's closing in on that record. If not, he's equaled or surpassed it already. The Tall Blacks have to play Slovenia and Croatia in their pre-Olympic qualifying tournaments uh, this year in tough. Greece as well. That's going to be tough. <laughs> Very tough. But That's Luca. But you never know. You never know. We're always behind our teams here in New Zealand. And how amazing would it see to be them, uh, to see them at the Olympic Games? Uh, we've got such an exciting year coming up. Molly, it's so good to have you uh, on our first program back for 2024. Thank you for your time. You're welcome, guys. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for your time. Andrew Mulligan joining us there. Sky Sports Breakers commentator, of course, one of the absolute goats. He's our LeBron James here in New Zealand, isn't he?